Hello and welcome to Revenge of the Drive-In. This is our Season 3 Awards and Recap, so we're not going to be talking about the two movies that we usually do. Instead, we're talking potentially about 48 films, because those are, <laughs> that is how many films we've covered this season, although I will say some of the films have not been nominated for anything. That is no, true, um, yeah. It's, it's, it's true of like three or four of them, I think. Um, so Jared... Uh, you know the guest we had on for the Delta Force and Young Rebels. Uh, yeah, we we didn't nominate shit from that episode. So sorry, Jared. You were yeah. <laughs> you were a part yeah, of some, you got the shit two of the, the weakest stick, movies. Pal. I thought it was a good episode though. But anyways, uh, <laughs> I'm I'm Patrick, and I'm joined as usual by Jim. Hello, everybody. Hello, Patrick. How are you, my very best, good dear friend? I'm doing great. This is a lot of fun. We did the we did we did this for season two where we did a. Uh, an awards thing and and i'm going to once again explain it because (laughs) it's not that complicated but at the same time usually when you have people voting on an award say an academy award an emmy a grammy you have more than two people voting so we have to be a little bit uh, (laughs) we have to (laughs) compromise a bit we had a lot of ties last time and we may have the same this time but what happens is Jim and I each separately filled out our list of nominations for various categories. Then I took the two lists, chose if we if we had the same thing, if we both nominated the same thing, it was going to be nominated. And if it if we didn't, um, I would go off like the highest number because you and I both ranked them. So as for the actual voting, because I do not know how you've ranked the final nominees, nor do you know how I ranked my final nominees. Yeah. We will go over what do we have as one. If we have the same number one, that's obviously the winner. And if we have different, we're going for like the highest, or, or I guess the lowest, if you will, one to five or one to ten, mm-hmm. the lowest average. So if your number one is my number three, but my number one is your number four, your number one, which is my number three, would be the winner. And should, should I get a pen is, and do and do like a bit of? No, math? you don't need to worry about this. I have a pen. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, I may not use it, but mine's in my living yes. room. Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> I've got my phone right next to me, so for if we need a calculator, but um, we're dealing with numbers no greater than ten here. So <laughs> let's hope I don't need it. But yeah. So all that having been said. Let's start off with our first category, worst movie. <laughs> yeah, we needed to do it. We didn't do this is a new one. We didn't do it last year. And Jim, do you want to read off the nominees for the worst movie? Absolutely do. Hold on. I, I, yeah, here's the drum roll. Oh, my ears. <laughs> uh, the nominees for worst movie of our season three is The Angry Red Planet from 1959. Oh, yeah. The Giant Spider Invasion from 1975. All right. Inseminoid, which was... Previously your favorite film ever. (laughs) I don't know why. Uh, Super Dragon versus Superman from 1975. Controversial inclusion because we both liked that. I don't know how it got got nominated. We we had that as the the superior film to Emmanuel, even though Emmanuel isn't nominated here. (laughs) And Valley of the Dolls. 1967. Right. 
So, Jim, what is your number one worst film of the season? The absolute (laughs) worst film of the season, I assume it's yours as well, is The Angry Red Planet. So we have a winner, The Angry Red Planet. (laughs) Best at being the worst, the winner. For me, it was pretty easy. There wasn't anything that close to it. No, and it's a shame because I think the story itself was all right, but it was just the execution, right, is, is what really... It was just the ugliest film I've ever seen, just about. That, so. that neon orangey red oh, light that gave ugly, me a headache for an hour stuff. and a half. Yeah. <laughs> ugly stuff. All right, so our next category, this is also another new category. We're going with best stunts. And this we're talking about the entire movie, not an individual stunt. But our nominations are The Lost World Jurassic Park, Mad Max, Puppet Master 2. Don't sleep on those fire stunts, kids. Those were those were pretty fun. Careful, you'll get burned. The Terminator, also a few fire stunts in that one. Arnold gets set on fire, doesn't he? I mean, his yeah. stuntman does or something. And Thunderball, which I don't remember if you nominated I nominated it. I figured just all the diving, all the underwater stuff, as boring uh, as it is, that's stunt work, right? I will say I nominated that specifically because of all the cool, like, parachuting out of the planes into the water. Okay. And stuff, and I was like, yeah, pretty cool. Okay. So, Jim, what is your number one? My number one for best stunts is Mad Max. And it is unanimous. That is mine as well. Can we talk about can we talk about the night rider chasing and how it's like twenty minutes? We'll, we'll long. talk about it later because you oh, nominated yeah, okay, right. it, it. It made the <laughs> best did. scenes list, <laughs> did, didn't yeah. it? It did. Okay, we'll talk about it later then. All right. So this next category, best yeah. quote. And listen, we and, got some uh, good ones here. We've got some good ones. Do you want me to read them uh, out? <laughs> I'll I'll read off the first. We'll switch off. I'll read okay, off the okay. first one, and this is from. The film Animal House. <laughs> over? Did you say over? Nothing is over until we decide it is. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no. <laughs> Spoken, of course, by John Belushi as Bluto. <laughs> great line, yeah. And then we have, uh, I know what you're thinking. Did he fire six shots or only five? Well, to tell you the truth, in all this excitement, <laughs> I can't even read it. In all this excitement, I'm too excited. I kind of lost track myself. But this being a 44 Magnum, the most powerful handgun in the world, and would <laughs> blow your head clean off, you've got to ask yourself one question. Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? And that's obviously from... And that's from Inseminoid. It, um... <laughs> it is, yeah. It's obviously from Harry Callahan in Dirty Harry. Yes. Of course. Okay, so the next one, I'll do the first part because this these are two characters speaking. This is from Gone with the Pope from our last episode. <laughs> so you want me to say the second part? You'll say the second part. Paul, why me? Why not? <laughs> classic, classic line delivery. Um, uh, why don't you go ahead with this next one because I'm going to have trouble with this. It's, it's a weird one. Oh, it's a good one, dude. Uh I'm a fuel-injected suicide machine. I am a rocker. I am a roller. I am the out-of-controller. I am the Knight Rider from the Knight Rider, Mad Max. Yeah, so again, we're talking about that Knight Rider chase already. It's back. (laughs) All right, this next one, we this is, uh, I don't want to say controversial, although we did in our episode on this film discuss how it doesn't actually sound quite like he's saying this line exactly as it's Mm -hmm. written. 
or yeah. as it's apparently said, but Freddy Krueger, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors, welcome to primetime, bitch. Classic <laughs> Freddy's signature line, and he's got a lot of great lines. He's got a lot of terrible lines, too. Can you redo it's... that one for me in the Freddy voice? I can't do the Freddy voice. You, oh, okay. If you want to try it, go ahead. Welcome to primetime, bitch. <laughs> that's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, how's your Charlton Heston for the next one? Uh, um, I can give it a go. Take your stinking paws off me, you damn dirty ape. <laughs> that's good. That's from Planet of the Apes, of course. And then, you know, I'll let you do this one because you do this accent. Pretty oh, I love this. We should have planned it out so that you were going to do this from the beginning. But yeah, <laughs> this one <laughs> and this one had to make the list on my end. It did. You're best. Losers always whine about their best. Winners go home and fuck the prom queen. <laughs> from the Rock. That's said by Sean Connery. From obviously. the Rock, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> famous Englishman Sean Connery, according to that one villain in that movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, so the next one from Soylent Green. Soylent Green <laughs> is people. <laughs> I just spit my water out. All right, I mean, that was, that I mean, was it's good. a classic yeah, line. Good. Another classic. Leave, I'll be back. Do, okay. I was oh, sorry. Say, you oh, can do oh. the accent if you want to, but okay, yes, I'll, I'll listen, be back. I'll, here, hold on, let's, let's let's reverse it. I'll be back. <laughs> All right, classic, classic stuff. Now here, you Terminator. Do the, you do the first part of this next one, and I'll do the second part. Okay. Aren't you in the wrong room, Mr. Bond? Not from where I'm standing. <laughs> That's a thunderball. That's uh, Fiona, Luciana Pellucci. And, yeah, and I think uh, she's James in the tub, Bond, right? She is in the tub. My favorite part of that movie is when she's like, hey, can you give me something to put on? And he just gives her a shoe. Oh, I do. Yeah, that was the best. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is the best. Um, not, the, not my favorite line from Thunderball, by the way, in this... In this uh, I nominated a different one. It didn't make it, and that's fine. Uh, you and I, in general, had a lot of real different nominations. We seem to disagree a lot, but I, with some exceptions, I'm not going to make fun of you for your choices because I thought they were all pretty good. But that, <laughs> all that having been said, what is your number one quote here from these 10 nominees? Well, my friend, I think it would be a disservice if if, if this wasn't my number one quote and it's my uh do i feel lucky well do ya punk line from dirty harry okay interesting okay that is my number two. Oh, what's your so, number one my number one is i'll be back oh wow okay so what well, where does that fall in your ranking dude that's number nine for me okay so my the dirty my... harry quote <laughs> I'm feeling lucky. This dirty Harry quote is 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 the winner. Then, well, can I tell you my number two, anyways? If you want to, <laughs> it's, it's it's the losers always. Is it that yeah. one? Yeah, that one. Uh, okay. So good. I I thought that would have been your number one. Quite frankly, I'm actually I was so I was surprised when you said uh, the dirty Harry one was your number one. Well, it was originally my number one, and then I forgot that Dirty Harry had one of the greatest lines in cinema yeah. history. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, you didn't nominate that. That so that was it. Yeah, it almost on, yeah. had I forgotten it, it wouldn't have been nominated at all. So <laughs> you have me to thank. Best song. We've got five nominees here. Um, I went with. I think these are all original songs for the film. I'm going to say yes. They all are. They all are. You originally nominated a few. 
songs that appear in Animal House that mm-hmm. are not original songs. Yeah. So I, but I think we got a good five here. We've got Django by Rocky Roberts and Luis Bakalov, the theme song from Django, of course. And, the, and if you want me to remind you, it's Django. Well, sure. Django. Sure. Uh, don't remind me too much because that video on YouTube got, got a claim on it for the, when, when we use the, when we use that from the trailer. So we have come with me by Puff Daddy and Jimmy Page from Godzilla, the forgotten classic rap rock song <laughs> of the nineties. It's, it's, a, it appears briefly in the film, then it's the end credits song. So it counts. We have Jackknife by Jeffrey Mitchell from Gone with the Pope. Jackknife. Classic, classic song. It's so good. Um, It is. We have Dream Warriors by Dokken from A Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. One of the best, like, horror movie theme songs I think you have out there. Um, I I think I agree, yeah. Yeah, and then we have Thunderball by Tom Jones, of course, from the film Thunderball. So, Jim, what is your number one? I had to go with Django. That is my number one as well, so we are... More or less in sync here so far. Now, what was your number two? Jackknife. (laughs) Dude, that's my number two. (laughs) It's just a really great song. It's a great song. It's a shame you can't download it anywhere. Yeah, it's a shame. It it, the only I looked everywhere for it: Spotify, YouTube, uh, Napster. The only place I could find it is is part of it appears in in the Gone with the Pope trailer. Which means oh. I think part of it appears in our episode because I use clips from the trailer. But. <laughs> so we're well, doing a best, best special effects, effects or best effects. makeup effect. And Jim, well, do you want to start yeah. off with the nominees here? We've got a lot of nominees as a tenor. Yeah, this, this is, is a, a ten one. Is, yeah, exactly. Uh, first nominee is the Cabin in the Woods from 2012. Some classic David Leroy Anderson stuff. The husband yeah. of Heather Langenkamp. Oh, oh, really? I'm sure I knew that. I'm sure we spoke yeah, about it, this because already. It, yeah, it did. Yeah, Heather Langenkamp has a credit on that film, doing the makeup uh, with, oh, with her husband there. That's cool. She uh, also has a cameo, I just learned recently, in one of the Star Trek movies, she, or like one of the J.J. Abrams Star Trek movies, she plays an alien, <laughs> and they just like no put way. a bunch of makeup on her because <laughs> because she was uh, doing makeup on that movie, too. So, Dude, that's cool. Good for her. Yeah, Google Heather Langenkamp Star Trek. There's, uh, there's, it's kind of funny. Well, you know what else is kind of funny, though? The special effects and makeup are pretty decent. Uh, Forbidden World from 1982. Classic John Carl Beekler. I think of the movies the I've seen, I would say his best work. The Beekler. We have Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, followed yeah. by Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. Also, Beekler's also involved in that one. Beekler? <laughs> I don't think he's the main guy, but I, I know he did some stuff on that movie. Oh. The Lost World, Jurassic Park from 97, obviously. Yeah, really the only one here that makes heavy use of visual effects, like CGI, but yeah. still a lot of practical stuff, obviously. Mandy with Nick Cage in 2018. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. Planet of the Apes from 68. Puppet Master 2, and The Terminator. So, Patrick, you tell me, what was your number one? The Lost World Jurassic Park. Dude, me too. <laughs> it's not It's not fair, because it probably has three times the budget as, like, all the other movies in there, at least. Well, you know what? And but like, there's some great effects in that movie. And, you know, like, a lot of these movies on this list have genuinely good effects. And, like, something like oh, Forbidden World 
has surprisingly great effects for the budget. But, I thought so, yes. Yeah, and, and, and I obviously agree. But then the problem with Jurassic Park is it is such a big budget movie, and when the CG dinosaurs still look real 20 mm-hmm. years later, you kind of have to give it to Jurassic Park. Yeah, I mean, the, the Triceratops wiping out that camp all looks amazing. Oh, that was awesome. And, when he's, and then when the when he's breathing out his Yeah, even the animatronic breath. Triceratops. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, so the next category here, and I'll take the lead on this one. This one comes with with a caveat here. We actually debated doing this category in the past. I believe you vetoed it. Maybe I did. I don't remember. But I feel that this is an essential aspect of some of the films that we talk about. Not all of them. And so this category is Hottest Actress. All right? Don't blame us. Blame the filmmakers. Blame Jim Wynorski. Blame all these people. For, for now, now, this doesn't necessarily mean all of these women are nude. In fact, I want to say most of them aren't in this movie or in this in this category. Yeah. Some of them are. But yeah, so this is um, this. is this, And we're leading off with going alphabetically by the actresses. We're, we've got... Karen Allen from Animal House. Meh. We've got Michelle Bauer <laughs> from Puppet Master 3, Toulon's Revenge. Mm. <laughs> a, a, a small role, but a memorable one. We have a, the uh, incomparable Monique Gabriel from Death Stalker 2, who we spent a lot of time talking about. Yeah. <laughs> we have Rebecca Gayhart from Urban Legend. Um, that's She's the... Killer she's the frizzy haired, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's yeah, the the curly haired, yeah. Uh we have Linda Harrison from Planet of the Apes playing Nova. We have Anna Hutchison from The Cabin in the Woods. She is the one she is uh Chris Hemsworth's girlfriend in that yeah, one. Yeah, did, did I nominate this or did you? You nominated her. Yeah, because I, I totally think she forgot. she would have probably been my like eleventh or twelfth choice. She would have been close. Gotcha. But um so yes, Anna Hutchison Hutch is in. There's no N in there. You think there should be, but uh, we have Tara <laughs> Reed from Urban Legend, who plays the shock jock radio DJ. Yeah, dude, she's, she's she's smoking, dude. I mean, this is prime Tara Reed. It was that it was Urban Legend, the American Pie, right after. Like the world was her oyster, and then now she's in Sharknado movies. You know, <laughs> nothing nothing good can last, but. <laughs> We have, in my opinion, the underrated Charlie Spradling from Puppet Master 2. So I gotta say, pal, I totally forgot about this role and this actress, I, and I looked her up. I had a I feeling like, oh, you might have. Yeah, she's she's gorgeous. And we have, if not the most accomplished actress in this in this category, certainly the most famous, Sharon Tate from Valley of the Dolls. And lastly, we have Alicia Witt from Urban Legend, the main character, the redhead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the David Lynch regular Alicia Witt. Jim, who is your number one? So I think we're going to differ on this one because I've got a bit of a crush on this actress, or I did when I was a kid, and uh, I'm going with Karen Allen for my number one. She is my number eight. Okay. My number one is Monique Gabrielle, obviously. I mean, it's it's a no, it's a no-brainer, right? Dude, I mean, she's... <laughs> Dude, What's wrong with you for not saying she's number one? She's, she's, okay. Before I tell you what number she is, I gotta say it's just something in her face. 
in Deathstalker 2 that I'm not a big fan of, and I don't know if it's her face acting that turns me off. Yeah, the eyebrows, big eyebrows. It's the eyebrow. I think it's the eyebrows that turn me off, but you'll never believe this. She's my number eight. Oh my goodness. All right, so I'm getting the pen out here, folks, because this, this is getting complicated. <laughs> so, well, we've got we've got one and eight and one and eight. So we yes. guess. So I'll tell you my number two. <laughs> Go ahead. So when I looked her up, I thought, "Holy shit!" I forgot about this scene as well, and it's Michelle Bauer. I, I wrote for number two. That is my number two. So Michelle Bauer is the winner then. And you know what? And I want to see. The pen was a waste of time. (laughs) Sorry, pal. And I do want to say Monique Gabrielle, Gabrielle, lovely, beautiful lady. What's that other movie that she's in? She's robbed. She's robbed. (laughs) What's uh, Evil Tunes? Yeah. See, if 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 that was on, if that was here, I would have. I probably would have picked her because she looks really attractive in that movie. I love Evil Tunes. Uh, That's a everything she's in is a guilty pleasure for me. But yeah, (laughs) Um, emphasis on pleasure. Of course. Uh, best score. We're back to five nominees for this. We have one downright controversial inclusion here because this was a score that both you and I shit on when we covered the movie. So I, I have no idea why you nominated it. But Jim, why don't you start off by reading them off? Uh, I dude, I can't even pronounce the guys. Is it is it L- Luis Bakalov? I assume so for the score for Django. For Django. Yeah, uh, John Carpenter and Alan Howarth. Howarth. For Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Yep, classic. John Carpenter, of course. Actually, no, I was going to say he won it for Season 2, but no, it was a fistful of dollars Ennio Morricone won oh, our Season yes. 2 award. Well, after that, we have Jerry Goldsmith, the Jerry Goldsmith for Planet of the Apes. Sure. <laughs> this is the controversial one. I, I don't know. I thought you hated this guy. I do. I do, but I really like this score. Uh, Nick Glennie Smith and Hans Zimmer for The Rock. And, <laughs> and John Barry for Thunderball. And so. I, I would just I, I just want to add something on uh, John Barry because I, I nominated it. I don't believe you did. No. I'm I listen, the James Bond theme, of course, you can't give him too much credit for that because that's been in previous films. I think Thunderball as an original score is the best Bond score up to that point. It's better than the music in Goldfinger. And I'm not saying like the song, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Shirley Bassey Goldfinger is best song ever written. Um but yeah, I, I just think John Barry, Thunderball deserves some credit there. But um, all that having been said, Jim, what is your number one? My number one is Jerry Goldsmith for Planet of the Apes. Mine as well. So we are back in sync here. Okay, what's your number two? <laughs> uh, uh, Carpenter and Howarth. <laughs> Halloween I went, 3. I went with The Rock. I rewatched That's, the movie like a month it's ago. My number five. You, we hated that score when we were talking about I do, it. But then when I was watching it back, I was like, you know what? The score really matches this movie. It's this Hans Zimmer loud, guy. Just He's like just this misunderstood. Movie, just like this movie, it's loud and bombastic and stupid, and I kind of dig it. All right, that makes a little bit of sense. Not much, but a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, I know. Thank you. Thank you. And so our next category is best sequel, and now continuity is irrelevant mm-hmm. because. It definitely one of these movies has no continuity with what came before it. <laughs> and I, I suppose maybe I should have made this clear beforehand. I don't know if you would have nominated Thunderball, or maybe you did and I didn't, and it just didn't make it. But there is no Thunderball here. Yeah, but I didn't nominate Thunderball, I don't think. 
That's fine. Um, I think I would have taken all five of these movies over Thunderball anyways. So. Me too. Um, first off, we've got, of course, Deathstalker 2, the, the greatest <laughs> Deathstalker film ever made. Although Deathstalker 4 was pretty good, if I, if I remember right. Deathstalker 3 is like unwatchable. It's like one of the worst movies ever. I saw a clip uh, have... of it the other day, and uh, I was like, I can't wait till we get to that. <laughs> oh, really? Okay, maybe I'm mixing up 3 and 4. I don't remember. No, 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 you're right, because I just want to talk about how shitty it is. Oh, okay. Uh, we have Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. This, of course, no continuity with the prior two Halloween films, but a very good movie in its own right. A, a unique film, mm-hmm. a strange film, and an entertaining one. We have Mothra vs. Godzilla, which I believe holds the unique property of being a sequel to two completely different films, because I guess it's kind of a sequel to Mothra, which we haven't even covered, no, and it's yeah. a sequel to the prior Godzilla films, the last of which was king kong versus godzilla sort of i don't really remember if there's continuity i don't off the top of my head i don't know if there's continuity with either king kong versus godzilla or with the original mothra so but oh, it's there might it be works continuity of where like godzilla comes from because i guess they they sometimes do that but yeah he comes from the earth though and at the end of king kong versus godzilla he's just going back out to sea oh i thought he was frozen in that one or was he no that's godzilla this? raids again he gets frozen at the oh. end and he wakes up in ice that king kong vs godzilla has continuity there but yeah um it still it's good enough for this category it's a sequel <laughs> uh we have a nightmare on elm street 3 dream warriors one of the greatest horror sequels ever arguably the greatest film in the series we kind of covered that back then it's not quite my favorite but it's up there and we have puppet master 2 possibly the best puppet master film i would say it's one of the three bastard so so jim what is your favorite sequel from these five uh i 110 percent threw all my chips on death stalker 2 for number one how about you okay that may very well win because that is my number two my number one is mothra versus godzilla oh you know what See, where do you have that ranked i have it as number three okay so death stalker 2 takes it I believe, right? Uh, yes, I guess so, yeah, if the math works out. <laughs> I, I think, I don't know, I think Deathstalker 2 might be one of the best movies we've ever covered on this podcast. It's, Genuinely. Yeah, I mean, it's great. I would say the same about Mothra vs. Godzilla, though. I think that movie's fantastic. No no shade thrown to Deathstalker 2. It was my number two. Yeah, I have to rewatch Mothra vs. Godzilla. I don't remember much of it. I went back to kind of rewatch part of it a couple weeks ago, and I was just, I fell asleep, if I'm honest. So Okay. And on that note, uh, we're going to move on to our net, our next category, which is uh, Best Multi-Film Star. Yeah, this is something I, I felt I wanted to, you know, these aren't some of these guys might be up for Best Actor or Best, well, actually, there's no actresses in here, but um, they, they might be nominated for another c- category, but... We got to, you know, recognize who really stood out this season in more than one film, right? And there's a lot, actually, or maybe not a lot. There's at least a few that didn't even make it. So, for instance, um, Christopher Lee, he, he did. He was in two movies that we did. He didn't make it. Yep. Um, the incomparable, what's that dude's name? Um, John Vernon from Animal House and Dirty Harry didn't make the cut. Oh, yes, uh, that's right, yeah. <laughs> kind of a minor role in Dirty Harry, but Animal House is great. So, Jim, you want to read these off? 
I do. So the first name we have on our list is Nicolas Cage. And I, I think I'm going to read the movies off as well. He was in Face oh, of Off, The Rock, and Mandy. Yeah. Yeah. Have... Th- th- I mean, three films. He's they're all, they're all movies that we enjoyed, too. So obviously he's yeah. going to make it. Uh, Sean Connery for Thunderball and The Rock. Which is kind of neat because we have young Sean Connery kind of in, like, I wouldn't say his prime, but it's close enough to his James Bond prime. And then we have old Sean Connery in his acting prime. Th- Thunderball's his prime. Why wouldn't it be? Well, I, I feel like Fresh off of Marnie. Well, Gold, Goldfinger's a better movie. Thunderball's the best Connery performance, I think, in that in this series. I would say it's it's see he seems um, to be in the best shape. I think just about. you're forgetting you only live twice, where he dresses as an Asian man. But let's move on. That's not uh, a performance. <laughs> that's writing. That's directing. Uh, next, we have Peter Cushing for the Mummy. And The Curse of Frankenstein. Yep. Robert England for Urban Legend and A Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors. And finally, Urban Legend, not much more than a cameo. But no, no. Enough we'll to get him on, in this yeah. in nominated. Well, I, like, I like Robert England. I think I'm the one. I didn't nominated. nominate him, but that's fine. I'm not judging you too harshly. Because, I mean, that's one of the best Freddies. Some of the best Freddy has ever been in, in Dream Warriors. So mm-hmm. I'm here for it. And finally, we have Arnold Schwarzenegger for Conan the Barbarian and the Terminator. Yep, two two of his two of his earliest like classic movies. Yeah, and, and also certainly one of his best. Two movies with one movie has very little speaking. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a minor speaking role, and same with the other one. For the yeah, most part. yeah, he doesn't say a whole lot in Conan either. <laughs> Uh, no. And he's already won best quote, so this is a no. He didn't. Never mind. He was my number one. No, the Dirty Harry <laughs> won best quote. Oh, I, another thing I want to add. Um, so we had a lot of actors here, obviously, that appeared in more than one film in this season. Uh, although not as many as you seem to think there was, because you nominated someone who was only in one. You nominated Clint Eastwood, apparently forgetting that a fistful of dollars <laughs> was season two. Did I wanted really? to shame you for that. Because oh, Dirty shit. Harry was the only one. so Did I really? <laughs> you did, but that's fine. That just means uh, Peter Cushing got on there, I think, or yeah, something. Yeah, that's good, because I forgot um, how good Peter Cushing was, I'll be honest. Oh, he's so good. Um, so my number one, all of that having been said, is... And it's not just because he's the only one in three, but it's Nicolas Cage. I think his performance in Mandy and Face Off especially, like he's just so much fun to watch in those movies. Yeah, I he's my number one as well, and but I want to say that my number two is Peter Cushing. Okay, that's that's fair. That's uh, yeah, uh, Peter Cushing is fantastic, especially in The Curse of Frankenstein. Which hey, maybe we'll see him nominated for that later on. And you know, and also before we move on to another category, I just want to say the whole Nicolas Cage thing. I mean, here we have three completely different movies with three completely different characters, like totally like. Mm-hmm. Abs- like the most different you could possibly have pretty um, much yeah and and he knocks it them all out of the park like really he does he's fantastic yeah i i would say he doesn't stand out that much in the rock but certainly in the other two he's incredible yeah okay yeah, that's yeah that's true that's i mean true. i mean it was and this, this isn't shade on the rock it's just that's what it's a different He's not being asked to do as much as he's doing in Face Off or Mandy, obviously. No, two of but, the best but, performances of his career. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. And I think, uh, I think he said Mandy was one of his favorite movies to do. But his favorite I, movie yes, was Pig. that was that was one of his. Yeah, Mandy was one of his top five. 
Um, yeah, and Pig, I believe, was his number one. So, all right, now we are moving on to <laughs> the category of best schlock movie. I think I object to one of these being considered a schlock movie, but whatever. We'll, you know, well, um, I'll, I'll the nominees on. are. Yeah. What? Yeah, never mind. Go on. I'll... The no- <laughs> Sorry. Go on. Go on. The nominees are Deathstalker 2. Yeah, you've already heard that name plenty of times. You're going to hear it more. Forbidden World. Gone with the Pope. <laughs> Mandy, which I think is kind of the odd man out here. I mean, I it's I there's schlock elements to it, but I don't really feel like it's a schlock movie, but you know, that's me. And Puppet Master 2. Jim, what is your favorite schlock movie from this season? Dude, it's got to be Deathstalker 2. And it really does. That's my mine mind. as well. Deathstalker 2 looking like Lord of the Rings the Return of the King with the awards. <laughs> no, winning everything. Now, see, I want to make I, I want to make a case for Mandy because it okay. is kind of like it's it's like it's like art house schlock. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you I have mean, all that's... the elements of a schlocky movie in there, but it's more artistic. Yeah, that's true. I would say the same about Gone with the Pope. It's an artistic film. <laughs> um, artistic, yeah, sure. Oh, <laughs> take that, Duke Mitchell. Ah. <laughs> uh, um okay so our next category category best kill collection so we're talking all of the kills in said film this if i'm not mistaken we when we nominated things we had very little in common so we don't appear to be at least so far don't appear to be on the same page looking at this movie and that's fine i'm all here for it it's exciting uh jim why don't you read off the nominees well, first nominee is The Cabin in the Woods. Then we have Conan the Barbarian. Halloween. A lot, a lot of great beheadings in Conan. you got to appreciate it. There is. I want to bring up something afterwards, after we after we come to the winner of this. Then we have Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Another. There's another beheading in that. And of there course, is, yeah. Uh, the only film we've done, I believe, this season to feature a small child getting his head burst open by snakes and bugs, yeah. I think. <laughs> I think so. I think is, it's the only time we've the done only, that. Is it the only child death that we've covered? Oh, it can't be. On this, I mean, in this season? Maybe. I don't know. Well, after that, we have Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. You know what? It, it, it probably is because Spielberg pussied out and didn't kill the kid in the opening scene oh, of Lost right. World. Oh, that's right. Yeah, fuck you, Spielberg, but, you fucking But bitch. yeah, Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers, if, if, you, if you missed that because I interrupted Jim, so. The Lost World, Jurassic Park? Mandy, A Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors, Puppet Master 2, Saw 3, and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So Patrick, my friend, you give me your number one. I have a feeling this won't be your number one, but I have a feeling you'll still respect it as a decision. Mm-hmm. And that's Puppet Master 2. Yeah, I'm going to say, well, I'm going to tell you what, Puppet Master 2 is on my list at 8. Oh my goodness, I'm getting the pen out again. <laughs> I And here's the thing, I liked Puppet Master 2, but the problem is we did so many good fucking movies this season, and a lot of them, it was close, it was close, I had to put Puppet Master 2 at 8. 
my number one. Are you forgetting that the same film features multiple people getting set on fire, as well as <laughs> Tunneler drilling his drilling into the head of Patrick, the character? Yeah, How amazing I, that was. I, I did. That was amazing. But I also remember the Tunneler drilling through the back of a Nazi soldier in Puppet Master Three and coming out. Not of his as good. Gut. Not nearly as good. It was good. It was satisfying. It wasn't the same. <laughs> But go ahead, give me your number one. My number one, you're definitely not going to agree with this, but I just thought all the kills in it were were brutal, or most of the kills were very brutal. And uh, it was Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. So that makes it the leader in the clubhouse, because that is my number seven, which means it is ranked higher than Puppet Master 2 in terms of total points. But probably not going to win, though, because it has an average of four. It's one plus seven. So, give me your number two. Oh, my number two. <laughs> I, I, I forgot that I wrote this too. My number two, I don't think it's going to be yours. Uh, it's The Cabin in the Woods. That's my number three. That, wow. that could win it. So, what's your number two? My number two is Dream Warriors. Oh, see, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, Dream Warriors for me is four. Okay, so Cabin in the Woods takes it then. Well, listen, I'll an tell upset. you. I'll, I'll tell you oh, what my upset. three was. I don't know if it's an upset. Okay, what was that? <laughs> my three was Mandy. Okay. And for me, all of that stems from like you know, like the chainsaw fight, the killing of Jeremiah Sand. Uh, uh, the oh yeah, killing of those crushing bikers. his head. Yeah. I don't remember. Oh, the bike. Yeah, that's when he's the the Cenobites. Yeah, those yeah. guys. The the biker bites. Uh, but, uh, yeah, wait, wait, what, one Cabin in the Woods? Cabin in the Woods one, of course, the famous mermaid death (laughs) stuff. Dude, right before we sat Chris Hemsworth riding his bike into an invisible barrier. (laughs) Yeah, right before we sat down, I got giggling about the mermaid death. (laughs) I may or may not have done some re-ranking right before we sat down. All right. Best fantasy film. And we've got five nominees here. Jim only nominated two because he wasn't thinking as creatively as me in terms of what's a fantasy film. I am an idiot. And and so our first two here are the obvious ones, Conan the Barbarian and Deathstalker 2, two sword and sorcery films. No one would not say they're fantasy films. But then we also have Mothra versus Godzilla. My reasoning here, I don't consider most Godzilla movies fantasy but Mothra is such a fantastical creature. Yeah. I yeah. think this movie definitely qualifies. I have a Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors. I mean, it's Freddy. He kills you in your dreams. That's as fantastical as it gets. <laughs> and we have Puppet Master 2, which is also kind of a sci-fi movie, but there's definitely fantastical stuff in it with the reincarnation plot. I would have... I would have accepted the mummy movies that we covered as fantasy movies, but I did not nominate them. So of those five, what is your number one? I have a feeling I know what it is. Uh, well, it's not Deathstalker 2, but I, I did wrong. go I'm with mistaken. I did go with Conan the Barbarian because it is pretty much a straight fantasy movie and there are really cool elements to it, um, like him finding the sword in that little cave. Like That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the temple worshippers and stuff and turning into snakes turning uh, into fucking, snakes the snake yeah, yeah. arrow poison yeah. snake arrow classic yeah. stuff all that all that stuff's cool and uh, he also punched a camel and i don't know what that has to do with fantasy but i liked it a lot so and it's so cool in fact that it is my number four. Oh, so probably not gonna win but we shall see 
My number one is Mothra versus Godzilla. Well, it wins because that's my number two. All right. All right. Mothra versus Godzilla. You know, Japan needed a victory here, and they got one. <laughs> yeah. America has Oppenheimer. After Oppenheimer have... <laughs> came out, they, they need some help. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But no, you know, you are right, though, about uh, about Mothra being kind of a fantastical creature. And I had totally Oh, for sure. Heard... Well, I totally forgot about that kind of like the f- twin plot about fairies. the island. Yeah, and the fairies and all that shit. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. I allow it. I'll allow it. Is it is as fantasy as it gets. Yeah, Godzilla is a scientific creation. Mothra, straight fantasy. Best villain is our next category. Now, and I we have. Oh, go on. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, I didn't. Uh... I think I have like two on this list that we came out with. Actually, maybe four. But this this list had some weird. This category had some weird nominations. If I'm being quite frank, I I, some of these are like. So obviously, I'm speaking about yours, but like some of these, I wouldn't have had anywhere near my top five. But that's fine. Well, I know this one's yours. The first one here is uh, Scorpio, Andy Robinson, and Dirty Harry. Yeah, no kidding. He's awesome. (laughs) I know. Yeah, Uh, this one was mine, and I assume this is one of the ones that you think is weird. Uh, Michael Myers, who's played by Tom Morga and George P. Wilbur in Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. Yes, I think it's, well, I don't think it's that weird, but I think it should be viewed as weirder than it probably is, because I think Michael Myers has pretty much sucked outside of, like, one movie. I think he's boring as shit, <laughs> except for the in the original but movie. You know I am though? not he a Michael is, Myers fan. He is fucking villainous in this movie. I mean, he's sure. He's doing crazy shit. He's killing mechanics and store clerks. He kills the mechanic in every movie. Yeah, <laughs> He needs true. to get but that he, suit somehow. And he's fucking driving that big truck through the mechanic He drives shop. trucks through stuff <laughs> in every movie. <laughs> listen. listen. It's, that's that's my problem with, with Michael Myers is he does the same old shit in, like, every movie. That's fair. Okay, it's, you know, it's maybe absurd, you're right. Maybe yeah, you should I'm not. I'm list. not a huge Michael Myers fan. I mean, I think what? he's the less fun Jason Voorhees, basically. Jason is everything Michael is, except he's fun, in my opinion. <laughs> um, well, the next one, of course, is also fun. Major oh, Krebs, very much so. Yes, but played by Richard Lynch. Richard Lynch, everyone's favorite Nazi, Puppet Master <laughs> Three, Toulon's Revenge, outstanding performance. Yeah. Uh, then we have the Terminator, played by Old Arnie. In the Terminator, yeah. obviously. Classic, classic villain. And I threw this villain on the list because he is a villain. Uh, Emilio Largo. I mean, every, everyone nominated Shelley? as a villain. But yeah, yeah, they are the Emilio Largo, Thunderball. Doesn't rank too high on my list of Bond villains, to be quite frank. No, I threw fine. him in because I was like, eh, he's a Bond villain. I, you gotta throw him on the list somewhere. I mean... Falsa <laughs> Doom... From yeah, Conan, we I we had some know. quality was... folks that didn't make it here. He was kind Freddy of... Krueger. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. Toe Cutter. Toe Cutter. Oh, I forgot. We had about some toe good cutter. villains here. Um, <laughs> uh, what's well, his? Uh, th- what's the guy's name in Mandy? That uh, evil Jeremiah Christian Sand. dude or whatever. Yeah, Jerry, he's a good one. Hey, I I put him on my list. Oh, did he? Okay, well, I guess we have me to blame for that then. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> So, Who's your number one, Jim? Oh, uh, my number one is <laughs> Major Krause. He's my favorite. It's a it's a worthy pick. It's a worthy worthy pick. I don't hate it. It's my number three, though. Oh, okay. Who's your Who's your number one? 
Terminator. <gasps> Terminator's my number two. Okay. So Terminator wins. The Terminator, it's he's not even, like, he's a villain, but he's barely a villain. He's just kind of like, it's almost like he's like death incarnate. You know what I mean? Sure. And yeah, that's I mean, what he's, makes him he's a cool unrelenting. villain. He's unrelenting evil, basically. Like, he cannot be reasoned with, he cannot be bargained with, to quote Michael Bean. Michael Bean, another one, by the way, in multiple films, not nominated in that category because he has a fairly minor role in, in um, The Rock. Oh, that's right. I forgot that he was in that. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't really stand out. He's good in The Terminator, but... <laughs> All right, so best comedy film. I don't think... I think this is the first season where we've actually had, like, five comedies to pull from. At least five. So we where we could do this category. I could be wrong. That having been said, I would argue one of these films is not a comedy. At least not intentionally so. Well, yeah, and I know exactly which one you're thinking of. Actually, remember right. me too. No, no, Deathstalker 2 is a comedy. It is. That's that's outwardly a comedy, and, and, and I love it. So the nominees are Animal House, The Cabin in the Woods, Deathstalker 2, Gone with the Pope, which was not supposed to be a comedy, at least I don't think. I'm not 100% sure. And, and Repo Man, of course. Jim, what is your number one? You might hate me for this because I have a feeling I know what your number one is, but my number one is Deathstalker 2. It's my number two. I I don't hate it. Uh, my number one is Animal House. D- Uh-oh. We have a problem here, dude. Do we have a tie? Because that's my number two. Okay. that's We had a ton of ties last time. I think this is our first one, so I'm okay with that. Yeah, you know what? I think, uh, I think Deathstalker 2 is just... It, it's one of those movies that is funny enough and stupid enough and schlocky enough that if you if you have friends who want to get into like bad movies or see a B movie or whatever mm-hmm. that's the movie you put on because everybody's going to enjoy it right and It's it's a hilarious movie it has a an, it has some like really intentionally funny stuff in it and it's with how bad Monique Gabriel is and everything <laughs> like there's so much unintentional yeah. funniness too and then even like Animal House dude I totally forgot about the horse scene where they get the horse Oh please! I'm uh, sorry. I no no. You're right. I just I just watched Emmanuel in America earlier today, so I don't need to be reminded of horse scenes. But, oh um, no! It's a Black Emmanuel <laughs> exploitation oh, no. film. So, Did yeah, she have there's... sex with a horse? No, and it wasn't Emmanuel, but there was sexual acts on the horse. Did you uh, see it? I like, like some of like, it. Like, yeah, like... I mean, think Freddie got fingered. Oh my god! Okay. Freddie got fingered was inspired <laughs> par- partially, perhaps, by Emmanuel oh. in America. But oh yeah. my god, dude! Yeah, so I don't want to talk about horses. Um, <laughs> so best hero. Okay, yeah. Well, we got some good ones for this. At the top of our list, we've got Inspector Harry Callahan, Clint Eastwood, Dirty Harry. Arguably a villain, but I mean, in in the context of the film, he's the hero. But he's also like, <laughs> he's <laughs> that's he's what the, I love. He's about the him, heroic though, antihero. You know? <laughs> yeah, he's an antihero. I, I I buy it. We have somebody else who's kind of an antihero as well, uh, but he's got the, one of the greatest names in cinema history. Uh, Max Rockatansky, Mel Gibson, Mad Max. Sure. Red Miller, Nicolas Cage, Mandy. Nancy yep. Thompson, Heather Langenkamp, Nightmare on Elm Street, Dream Warriors. And this one, eh, 
Stanley Goodspeed. Well, this Nick I, Cage I Rock. if you'll excuse me. Yeah. When you nominated people, you you just said Nicolas Cage, so I didn't know which movies. Oh, yeah. So I so I included the one well, from The Rock just, and I'm... from Mandy because I wasn't sure. Oh, okay, yeah. I see. When I worked because he's down... a villain in Face Off, although he also is the hero in Face Off. Wait, yeah. hold on. G- give me two seconds. I want to go grab my other list because I want to see what else I wrote down. But yeah, Stanley Goodspeed from The Rock, of course, played by Nicolas Cage. Kind of a weird inclusion, but as I've said, I, I Jim gave me a very strange list, and I didn't know what to make of it in, in this case. Dude, I literally, I, I'm not wearing a belt right now, and I ran down my hallway, and my pants fell down, and I fell. Speaking of comedies, uh, what are we on? Best hero? Best hero, yeah. Because you just had Nicolas Cage, and like, what the hell am I supposed to do with that? <laughs> Yeah. Could I have reached out and, and asked you to clarify, I guess, but yeah, you know, yeah. you're busy working and the, I wasn't I sure yeah. if I was going to get a response. On my original list, I had Clint Eastwood, Nick Cage, Mel Gibson, Charles Bronson, and Michael Bean. Yeah, you, you just had the actors, right? You didn't, you, did yeah. you not even say the movies? <laughs> no, okay, no, I could no, Well, I had Michael Bean, I mean, Terminator, Death Wish, Mad Max, that one's okay. pretty, but then Nicolas Cage, I had The Rock slash Mandy. I just, oh, I you just had both, doing, okay. I was just kind of doing like an overlapping thing. Like he, like, okay. out of all the movies, he's a Listen, we had an hero. entire category for that, bro. For the, for, for the best multi-film star. Yeah. All right, all of this having been said, Jim, what is your number one? Uh, is, my is number Stanley one. Goodspeed? No, no, he's a fucking bitch in that movie, dude. I know he is. That's <laughs> why he was a weird inclusion. Bitch. Uh, uh, my number one's got to be fucking Clint Eastwood, Inspector Harry Callahan. That's mine as well. It, it was difficult for me to not have Heather Langenkamp number one because I think she's so. I mean, not the actress, but I think that's just such a fun, awesome hero in that movie. But it's Clint Eastwood. It's Dirty Harry. Yeah, she was my number four, actually, and I see what you're saying, but to me, she's kind of like a Stanley Goodspeed in the sense that, like, she's kind of, I don't know, she just kind of seems like a child, you know what I mean? Because she is. Because she's a bad actress. <laughs> it's not <laughs> the character's fault. <laughs> Heather Langenkamp's not a very good actress, okay? We've talked yeah. about this. <laughs> we have. You're right. That's true. All right. Um, best mystery slash thriller movie. Um, your nominations included movies that I weren't, was not thinking of them as thriller or mystery films, but I was perfectly content. And some of those are included here, or at least one of them is, and uh, yeah, two of them actually. And so it's like, yeah, I'm okay with those. So the nominees are as followed. Battles Without Honor and Humanity, Dirty Harry, Martin, Ring, also known as Ringu. Ringu. And The Terminator. Jim, your number one is... Ring. Ooh. That's bold. That was uh, one of the ones I wasn't thinking of as a mystery, but but I'm like, yeah, you know what? It, it follows the investigation angle of the tape. Like, yeah, it fits. You know, I came across something a long time ago, mm. and I thought this was pretty good. It, it's definitely not a... Um, it's definitely not like a rule to live by but about the differentiation between horror and thriller mm-hmm. and um it said like horror focuses on the victims and thriller focuses on the investigators and i'm like you know what as just like a broad rule of thumb that's pretty good and ring 
focuses on the investigators who one of which eventually becomes the victim of course yeah see uh, that's why i picked it dude no it's it's fair i'm just it thank wouldn't you, have thank been you. thank you for backing me uh up. it wouldn't have been my it's not my number one it's my number four obviously my number How one is oh i'm looking at the wrong thing my number one is dirty harry well dirty Harry's my number two okay so dirty harry takes it gross harold takes it yeah he will and again dirty harry like that probably would have been my number one if ring didn't exist and but for me ring was just so much fun to watch for like the the horror mystery angle uh it was almost like an adult japanese version of (laughs) scooby-doo yeah you know what i mean uh The whole point of Scooby-Doo is that nothing actually supernatural happens, though. Well, yeah, but it's it was, like but the opposite was actually supernatural. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it was yeah, like, so. hey, let's get together and solve this mystery. Although, Dang. if I'm not mistaken, and you would know this better than I, but isn't there, aren't in some of the Scooby-Doo movies, isn't there actual supernatural stuff? Is like Zombie Island, I think it's not. Yeah, uh, Zombie, oh, It's, it's yeah. just what and I've heard, I don't Zombie know. Island is actually supernatural, and then also uh, the second one, The Witch's Curse, actual supernatural, and that has okay. the hottest so, ladies in it, the, the Hex Girls, they're great. animated. What uh, the hell are yeah, you talking about? But they're the Hex Girls, dude, and they're going to put a spell on you, so. Just like Screaming Jay Hawkins? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so... Best scene. Uh, the, we've got a, ten nominees here. Yeah, this we've is a got, long list. This is, yeah, uh, we've got the Rustin Powerhouse scene from the Blair Witch Project, which is the climactic final sequence of the film. We have Callahan foiling a bank robbery from Dirty Harry. Of course, that has already won an award, that scene, because that had the uh, Do You Feel Lucky quote. Mm-hmm. We have Django's graveyard shootout at the, the climax of Django. We have the Knight Rider chase from Mad Max, which also had a quote that was nominated, did not win, because it did not deserve to win, because Dirty <laughs> okay. Harry is, okay. is endlessly quotable. Um, we have the home invasion scene in Martin, which is the scene where Martin breaks in and, and is and surprised to see that there's a boyfriend, and then like it's really hectic. I, I love that scene, I, and that's one of my favorites. Well, I love the shot when he leaps across the bed and stabs that him with too? the syringe. Yeah. Uh, we have the hunt scene from Planet of the Apes, which is the first time we see apes in the film. Uh, and, of course, classic music from Jerry Goldsmith, who's already won an award, of course. Um, we have... Oh, oh fuck, I wasn't expecting to pronounce these names. Sadako <laughs> emerges from the television to kill Ryuji from Ring. That is... The most famous scene of, I mean, if you know one thing about the ring or ring, American or Japanese, it's that thing emerging from the TV. So classic stuff, of course. Also, the guy, um, I don't remember the actor's name, but the guy who plays Ryuji is like, he's been in like a lot of American movies. He's a Japanese actor, obviously. He's now Mazda's spokesman. He's like in oh, television really? commercials all the time. Yeah, I see him. It's like, oh, it's the guy from The Ring. Well, you know, the last movie he was in was Bullet Train, I believe. Oh, he was in that? Yeah, that's right. He was also in the recent Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah, he's he's in like a lot of like big American movies. Like if they need like a Japanese guy, he's one of the go-tos. He's the Japanese guy, literally. He's up there, yeah. <laughs> um, and oh, we and, have... And Ken Watanabe, sorry. Continue. Yeah, yeah, Ken Watanabe is is the other one, but he's not really an action guy. I mean, he probably was at one time, but he's a little older now. And then we have 
The Rock. Uh, it's the scene where everyone but Nicolas Cage and Sean Connery are killed. I think it's in like a bathroom, isn't it? Like yeah, a shower yeah, room? Yeah, dude, it's a great scene. And Ed Harris is screaming. Scene. He's like, cease fire, cease yeah. fire. So where Michael Bean gets killed. This scene. <laughs> yeah. One of two Michael Bean death scenes in this season, I suppose. Because he also dies in The Terminator, right? I yes, don't remember yeah. how he dies, but he, does he blow himself up? Yeah, he like sacrifices himself, doesn't he? I think he just dies from his wounds, doesn't he? Oh, maybe. Oh, no, no. Well, no, I, he, I know he, he has a up, pipe bomb. Yeah. yeah. We have the famous dinner scene in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The dinner with the, the scene with the grandpa, with <laughs> Marilyn Burns tied up and screaming like a maniac. Leatherface <laughs> got his lipstick on. That classic scene. <laughs> One of the most terrifying scenes in film history. And lastly, shout out to Brad Dourif, we have... The killer in the back seat scene from Urban Legend. A lot of good choices here. Um, Jim, what is your number one? Because there are so many good choices, this was really difficult. But this was difficult. I, in I fact, did. I'm actually I'm actually switching my number two and three around right now oh, because okay. no one can stop me. But but my number <laughs> one's the same. But go on. Is it perhaps Callahan foils a bank robbery? That, that was one? my number two. I just moved it to three. No way. So that's my number that, one. That's your number one. Okay, yeah. that might win. My number one is the dinner scene, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Patrick, no fucking way. That's my number two. Okay, so that wins, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. That's how that works, right? Yeah. All right. Uh, so, okay, Thank first off, the Callahan scene is so fantastic because... It's a, it's a great scene. It's just... it's. I just... I just didn't have it at number one. I, no, I have right. no problem with that. You know? You're right. But Dinner with Grandpa is such a oh. disgusting scene. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> I love everything about it, and it's just so, it's so good. terrifying. It, it's so good, yeah. Um, I, I had a hard time picking. I think my top three were all close. Uh, I have the Callahan foiling and bank robbery, which I ended up moving to three just now. I also have the home invasion scene for Martin. I have that as my number two. I think that's a fantastic scene. Um. We're going back to the genres here because we are doing best sci-fi film. Jim, yes, we are. please read the nominees. Well, we've got The Curse of Frankenstein from 1957, Forbidden World, Mothra vs. Godzilla, Planet of the Apes, and The Terminator. Uh, Patrick, what was your number one? Relatively close with one of them, but I've got The Terminator. See, I you know what? That was my original number one, but I went with um, Planet of the Apes. Because it's a true Ooh. classic, I think. It is. I thought you told me you didn't like it that much because that was a, you were not on that episode. No, and so no. You, a, week, a few weeks ago, you were catching up and you were watching the movies that you weren't featured for, and you said like, "I didn't like Planet of the Apes that much" or whatever. You said something like that. Yeah, I've changed tact. I've uh, I I have actually watched it twice since then, and I was like, I, I wasn't giving it enough credit. I think I think it's a fantastic okay. film. All that having been said, that is my number three. So, what's your number two? The Terminator. Okay, so then the Terminator wins. Yeah. Second straight season in which James Cameron has taken the <laughs> best damn, science fiction film James because Cameron. Aliens won it last year. I believe it may it may have tied, but Aliens definitely best sci-fi movie last year. Best supporting actress, and you had one supporting actress here that there was a, there was I a had nominated lead. for best actress, so yeah. we you know that cleared itself up just fine. We have her. <laughs> in lead actress the five nominees for best supporting actress we have uh jim's wannabe girlfriend karen allen in animal house very true we have patricia arquette from a nightmare on elm street three dream warriors 
arguably lead, but she kind of she definitely becomes the supporting in like the second half of the movie. She yes, kind of starts yeah. out as the lead, but I, I would I would say Langenkamp is the lead in that, or Bill Maher, one of those two. Um, and we have Ellie Cornell, Halloween Four: The Return of Michael Myers. She is the older sister, the foster sister, whatever. Mm-hmm. I think she's really good in that movie. She's better than that movie deserves, quite frankly. <laughs> we have. Oh God! I, yeah, I, don't, know, I don't know how to pronounce it. Is it Olin Fuere from Mandy? She is one of the cult members. She is. She's the old lady. She also plays the old version of Marilyn Burns in the recent Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. Oh, uh, so shout out to her. Mandy is much better than that movie. And we have Susan Hayward from Valley of the Dolls, which is, she is the. It's a relatively small role, but she is the actress who feels threatened by Patty Duke and eventually gets her wig ripped off. But I think that's a very good performance in that film that, quite frankly, has a number of bad performances. But, um, yes, so Susan Hayward. Jim, who is your number one? So I definitely know it's not going to be your number one, but I went with old Olwyn. <laughs> that's my number five. <laughs> I had nothing against her. Well, you know, she just played creepy old lady so well. And then when she, when she pretended to be, like, nice to Mandy... At the store. Oh, the, yeah. I, she, I was just yeah. buying everything that she was doing. And, and then All when right. she was like telling Nick Cage, she's he, like, I'll suck your dick. I was yeah. like, dude, you, you get my vote. <laughs> All right. Well, you Karen Allen would have gotten your vote if she said the same thing, too. Absolutely. Course, but, uh, I'll suck Donald Sutherland's dick. Um, uh, okay. So my number one, and this was tough. I think my one through three were really close. And shout out as well. I don't think either of us nominated her. But whoever played B in Emmanuel was very good. Oh yeah, yeah. Shout out to I, her. I almost, mon- uh, I almost nominated. She was she was nominated early in my, and then I think I calibrated it differently, and I got rid of her. But uh, my number one is Patricia Arquette, Nightmare on Elm Street Three, Dream Warriors. That is my number two. Okay, so she, at the very least, will tie for the win. Who is your number two? My number two was uh, Susan Hayward. Or no, sorry, no, Ooh. sorry. No, wait, no, sorry. Wait, wait, well, hold on, I'm confused. Patricia Arquette read? was my number two. My number oh, three yeah. was Susan Hayward. That's also my number three. So wait, hang on. So your number one is, is Mandy Woman. Yeah. Irish Mandy. So my Arquette is my one and your two. And yeah. you're, okay, so Patricia Arquette wins, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Susan Hayward was my number three, but she was close. I I said my top three were tough. Um, So Patricia Arquette, a real-life winner of the Best Supporting Actress Oscar, now gets the far more illustrious... Uh, yeah, we don't really have a name for this yet, do we, with this award? Should we call it the 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 Revengers? Oh, the Drivies. That's a good one. Drivies, I don't know. Yeah, we, we'll come up with this. We've, we've got the, we've got a long off season to discuss what, this. What about the innies? There you go. Well, I mean, maybe. Um, all right. So, best action adventure film. We've got five nominees again, and they are Dirty Harry, Face Off, Mad Max, The Rock, and The Terminator. Jim, my number one is Dirty Harry. What is yours? Oh, my number one's The Terminator. That is my number two. So what is your number two? Dirty Harry's my number two. So we've got a two-way tie then, Dirty Harry and The Terminator. I had it was it was close between those two for me. I 
slightly prefer Dirty Harry, but I nothing but respect for you know what my Terminator. Yeah, I, uh, I, I again, nothing but was... respect for my governor. <laughs> Yeah, it was super close for me. Um, it could have literally gone either way. I just decided to throw one yeah. on Terminator. Sure. Uh, for best Shout out to Face Off, because that was a tough number three for me, I think. I have Face Off Hell, at it number might have three. Been my num- it might have been my number four. I have to check, but I, I felt, yeah, it was my number three. Yeah, because I'm not the biggest fan of either The Rock or Mad Max. No, I I'm not sure Mad what Max I would have nominated above ones. either of them. Yeah, those probably, uh, I would have probably put Conan above the rock but that's me whatever jim why don't you start us off with the next category well we've got best supporting actor and for this category we have john belushi in animal house lon cheney jr in the alligator people which i have to admit i didn't see i was i was about to ask that i I, when we were discussing which movies you needed to see um, I said like alligator people might be a little tough and I said like I nominated it for two things but it's probably not going to win either so don't kill yourself trying to see the alligator people but obviously Lon Chaney Jr. it's an honor to be nominated but he's not going to win this category obviously because <laughs> you're not going to rank him high but yeah, yeah. no, actually I did I'll, I, if I'm being well I'll tell you later uh, then we have Ed Harris in The Rock Pete Postlethwaite for The Lost World Jurassic Park and Edward G. Robinson in Soylent Green. So, Patrick, who was your number one? John Belushi. Dude, I'm going to be honest. John Belushi was my number five. And I'm... And I'm <laughs> you didn't even see the alligator people. I was even ranked above Belushi. <laughs> that, that doesn't even make sense. I put... <laughs> I I put Lon Chaney Jr. at four because I figured he probably did a better job than John Belushi. Belushi's great. What are you talking about? But I, I, I got Lon Chaney Jr. at three. But uh. <laughs> Okay. Before I tell you who my number one was, let me explain this. John Belushi, I feel like he didn't do a lot of acting. What he did was he just did a lot of yelling. He did the facial expression. He did the eyebrows. He's the best eyebrow actor. Sorry, Monique Gabriel. He's the best eyebrow actor who's ever lived. He was just, it just seemed like he was just normal fucking John Belushi, coked out, drunk John Belushi. And he just stood in the background of a movie. It it works for the character. I I have no issues with John Belushi being on any combination of illegal drugs. Listen, listen, I like John Belushi, don't get me wrong. But my number one was Pete Postlethwaite for The Lost World Jurassic Park. That's my number four. God damn it, Patrick. I listen. I think it's a great character. The acting didn't blow me away. I, you know, I love that character, but I, yeah. you know, there's some performances that I think are better. Well, my number your... two is Eddie Robinson, Edward G. himself, for Silent Green. Uh, he's my number three. I have okay. Another Ed, Ed Harris, for number two. He's my number five. So if I'm not mistaken, we have a two-way tie between. Postlethwaite and Robinson. We've got Edward G. Robinson and Pete Postlethwaite, right? <laughs> because we've got we've got four and one and two and three. So I think those are our winners. D- did that sound? Lon like Chaney a- Jr. almost pulled off the upset despite <laughs> only being seen by one of us. <laughs> yeah, dude, that by the way, Postlethwaite and Robinson sounds like a Victorian adventure novel. <laughs> sounds like a law firm. <laughs> yeah. Well, congratulations to those two actors both of whom are no longer with us. 
Yeah, the long game. Robinson, it's been 50 years, but no. He puzzles away. It's a more recent one, but uh, best horror movie. We've got five nominees here. One of these was downright shocking to me, and, and you know, I have no idea what it's doing here. It's not quite as egregious as Hellfest being nominated last year for best <laughs> horror movie, but actually it might be. Okay. So the five nominees are The Blair Witch Project, The Curse of the Mummy's Tomb, <laughs> Martin, A Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors, and The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, what's your problem? <laughs> what the hell's Curse of the Mummy's Tomb doing here? I, I nominated that for worst movie. <laughs> that was that was like my f- fifth worst movie, I think, is what I nominated <laughs> Wait, that did for. did I nominate that? Yeah. Unless hold you on. meant to nominate another movie or something. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm looking at my, my original list, my master list. Well, my face is turned away from my microphone. Oh, yeah, I did nominate that. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? I don't know. Where did that? Go? It's it's not even the best mummy movie. We no, saw. I, I, I might have got it confused with the other with the uh, with the mummy. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> it's clearly the third best Hammer horror movie we did. Okay, listen. Okay, listen. Some mistakes are made, but we can move on because I'll tell you, my number one for um, best horror is the Blair Witch Project. That's my number three. My um, my top four here were all close. I would put these all very close, but my number one is Martin. Dude, I like Martin a lot. So you and I had this conversation. I had never seen Martin before. I thought it was actually a fantastic movie. It's so good. I have recommended it to many people since I saw it like two weeks ago or whatever. Martin is my number three, though. My number two. So if we have the same number two, we have a three-way tie, I believe. Oh oh my gosh. Is Is yours Dream Warriors? It is not. That's my number four. Oh. My number two is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But like I said, the top four, everything but Curse the Mummy's Tomb, were all really close. Yeah, well, Curse uh, the so, Mummy's Tomb is five. My, mine four is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So we've got uh, two winners here. We've got Martin and The Blair Witch Project. And you know, too, and I think like part of the reason I nominated The Blair Witch Project is I just think it was so important to to cinema in the early 2000s. It was, and it, I mean, it's a good movie too. Like I, I wasn't thinking of that when I ranked these. I think it's. I mean, again, I didn't have it as number one, but I it had it as a strong three. So you know. Well, and also, I also had it on as number one because it's still so believable. Like it actually holds up as a found footage movie still today. Yeah. And then, and then I know. I guess this wasn't. I don't know if this made it into an actual episode or if it was a, a what's it called thing. What's the word I'm looking for when we when we do movie? <laughs> when we do commentary tracks? Oh yeah, commentary track, Patreon things. Yeah, I, I'm not like when we discussed the Blair Witch Project. Um, oh, the the mockumentaries. Yeah, 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 no that that made it to YouTube actually. So check out oh. our discussion of the Blair Witch lore and accompanying mockumentary films on our YouTube page. Yeah, so I used that, and I was also kind of like that puts it in one for me. So much work went into it. Absolutely. Although some of that sticks and stones is, is yeah. it's mostly recycled footage. Not yeah, that yeah, much agree, work went into that, but yes. Uh, best Actress. We've got another five uh, nominee categories here. We have Heather Donahue for The Blair Witch Project, who, I, if I'm not mistaken, won a Razzie or was nominated for a Razzie. Because, Which I think is unfair. 
It's well, it's stupid. I mean, because she's actually good, but there. But if people go into that expecting a traditional horror movie, it's not the type of performance that you would give in a traditional horror movie. Maybe so. Plus, the Razzies are stupid. Let's be honest. <laughs> um, we have. Oh, speaking of stupid, this was a shocking <laughs> nomination, Jim, from you, Monique Gabrielle in Death Stalker Two. Yeah. I, I know you're goofing. I know you're having fun, but this was shocking still. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We have who you initially nominated as Best Supporting Actress, which, by the way, come to think of it, we could have put Gabrielle in Supporting Actress also, but yeah, we could. Danielle Harris in Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. Excellent child actress. Great performance. Uh, we have Sylvia Christel from Emmanuel. And we have God. I always get the weird. Do you want me to do it? Names. Do you want me to do it? Nanako Matsushima from Ring. Dude, you nailed it. Well, okay. <laughs> Listen, I'm goofing, dude. But I my <laughs> my number one is <laughs> is old Monique. And, well, she's and... my number five because I took this seriously. <laughs> well, I think we have to give it to her though. She tried so hard. <laughs> uh, yeah, she, she tried tr- hard. But listen, <laughs> there's one award that she should have won, and you put her at like eight for that or whatever yeah because of her fucking you, eyebrows you, dude <laughs> okay my number one is heather donahue from the blair witch project uh she's my number two she she would have been my actual number one if i wasn't right. being a dickhead so all right so heather donahue wins it and the blair witch project is on a hot streak winning two in a row or two or one and a half in a row I don't, I don't, <laughs> you know because there was a tie there can okay can i do the can i read you can i read out these best kills <laughs> of course Best I kills. was going to ask you to. Good. Uh, this is my, this is what I was giggling at when we sat down. Uh, Bradley Whitford is devoured by a, by a mermaid in the cabin in the woods. <laughs> did you not nominate that? I no, know you I did. did. You did. Okay. So you did you forget about I that? I totally forgot you, about it. It's a great moment. I know. I was watching it on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> right before we sat down. Uh, and then uh, we have Conan beheads Tulsa Doom. Yeah, Conan the Barbarian. Falsa, I believe. But oh, yes. My apologies. Um, he's not. Uh, he's not from Oklahoma. James <laughs> Earl Jones. Damn. Uh, we have uh, Michael Myers stabs Kelly with a shotgun in Halloween Four. Impressive. You know, you got to impressive give it to feat him. of strength. It's, yeah, I, I. You don't see that too often. No. We have Jennifer's head is smashed into a TV in Elm Street Three. Mm-hmm. That's of course the welcome to primetime bitch and scene. A, yeah, and it's a it's a great shot of her just hanging there afterwards. I love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Puppet Master Freddy sends Philip to his death in Elm Street Three. Yeah, so that's I mean the death itself not fantastic because he kind of just falls, but the whole lead up to it, yes, ripping yeah. the veins out, pulling him along like he's a puppet with the veins. Just <laughs> if we're considering all of that, it's a fantastic death. Yeah, so that that's what I was considering when I nominated it. Um, also, I love how you just wrote "Torch sets people on fire." <laughs> Puppet master. Yeah, con- controversial uh, nomination <laughs> considering it's more than one person that he does this to. But but it's good. I like it. It's amazing. Yeah, the fire stunts. Puppet master two is is a great fire stunt movie. Now, now I have a question about this next one. Major Krause is dropped onto an axe in Puppet Master three. I, that's the short version. But yes, <laughs> he's he's like cut up and tortured and <laughs> yeah. all this stuff. I. Now, now, do you in, in the, the axe is what actually kills him? Though is the point. Like, yes, he is hung up, and then there's a lot going on in that scene. 
Yeah. Now, in the version that you watched, did you actually see him get, like, penetrated by the axe? By the axe I head? don't think so. Okay, yeah, me neither. I was wondering if you were watching, like, a different version or something. But it was a David Dakota film, so he probably wanted to penetrate him. <laughs> Hashtag penetration kills. Um, then we have uh, Sadako kills Takayama in the ring. Yeah, I wasn't descriptive on that because I didn't even remember it. I just I remember the scene where she comes out of the TV. I don't remember how she kills him. So so that's why that's yeah, why that yeah, one's I vague. Just, I mean, you don't really see it, but I will say with that. Then why scene, the hell is it here? Well, no, because she crawls her way out of the TV. It's the whole scene. She crawls her way out of the TV, and then he's kind of backed himself into a corner. He falls over, and then the camera cuts to her face close up, and you just see that one eye of hers staring back at him through her black hair, and it's terrifying. Oh, one eye. Oh, one eye. That's what they call her. Um. And then it kind of freeze frames on him and cuts like a black and white version of him, and then he dies. Yeah, whatever. Next yeah. one. Uh, Detective Carey in the Angel Trap, Saw 3, which is uh, probably one of the most famous traps in that movie, I assume. Yeah, I think the rack is probably the most famous, but yeah. this is probably a number two. And then finally, the Terminator rips out a punk's heart in the Terminator. Who is, I don't remember, is that Bill Paxton or is Bill Paxton just another guy that's with them? I can't remember. Oh, I know Bill Paxton's with them. I don't think that yes. one is Bill Paxton. I, I, I think you're right. Yes, that's what I was thinking. So Patrick, my dear friend, what's your number one? I got Torch setting people on fire. <laughs> Whether uh, it's that fat lady who's uh, the homely lady who's married to George Buck Flower or... <laughs> the very end of the movie, the 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 reincarnated Toulon gets set on fire or whatever, right? Yeah, doesn't he also kill a kid in that movie? Yeah, I don't. But you yeah, don't he see does. It I don't think you see it, but yes, he does kill a kid. Going back to is this is Halloween three is not the only movie where, that kills a kid? I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, I my number one is uh, <laughs> Bradley Whitford is devoured by a mermaid. <laughs> okay, but it's uh, worthy. Torch was number six for me. Okay, Bradley Whitford, Mermaid, that's my number four. Oh, okay. What's your uh, number two? Well, my my top two are Puppet Master Heavy, because my number two is Freddy killing uh, Philip. Oh, oh, you know what, dude? That's actually my, uh, I'm surprised to say this, that's actually my number eight. I did some rejiggering before I sat down. What's your number two, then? Jennifer's head is smashed into the TV. That's my number eight. Oh my god, you're doing a lot of math on this one. Um, what's your what's your number three, then? The Terminator ripping out a punk's heart. Oh, dude, that's number ten for me. All right, well, Bradley Whitford wins it then, because he's my number four, he's your number one. Oh, okay. Well, here, I'll Bradley tell you Bradley Whitford, what... devoured by a mermaid. <laughs> that's, got a, that's, such a great, that's such a great scene, though. <laughs> Uh, that I forgot how funny that movie is. That should that should have won best comedy. Well, actually, no, it shouldn't have. But it was still really good. <laughs> All right, so best actor. Here, I'll read this out so you can read best picture. Okay. So for best actor, we have Nick Cage, Mandy, Sean Connery, Thunderball, Peter Cushing, The Curse of Frankenstein, Clint Eastwood in Dirty Harry, and Charlton Heston in Planet of the Apes. All, all worthy choices here. All, like, classic actors, actually. Yeah, 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 absolutely. This might be the first time we've had actual actors. Like movie stars? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. I don't know about that. Because uh, we had Bronson last year, season two. He was up for stuff. So was Eastwood. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you my number one. All right. My number one's Nicolas Cage. 
That's my number two. Um, my number one is Peter Cushing. Oh, well, my number two is Clint Eastwood, and Peter Cushing is my is my number three. Okay, so Nicolas Cage wins it. Well, little Nicky Cage getting the best actor, finally. Finally, he has one <laughs> in real life. Yeah, what did he win it for? Uh, leaving Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. Which I've okay. never seen, but he plays a drunk in that, I know. All right, so our final category. This is, of course, 10 films. Best picture. You and I, I feel like, nominate a lot of different things here, so I don't feel like there's a whole lot of consensus, although we've had a lot of consensus so far with some of our picks, so maybe our final uh, rankings of the nominations will be similar. But all that everyone said, we are going alphabetical, leading off with Animal House, followed by Battles Without Honor and Humanity. Of course, Deathstalker 2. <laughs> Dirty Harry, <laughs> Django, Mad Max, Mandy, Mothra vs. Godzilla, Planet of the Apes, and last, and possibly not least, although possibly least, I don't know where you ranked it, The Terminator. Jim, your number one, please. My number one is... Possibly my most interesting movie-watching experience of this season, and I had always wanted to see this movie, and it, it was thanks to this podcast that I actually sat down and watched it for the first time. Is it time. Mandy? It's Mandy. Okay. That's my number eight. I don't hate it. You know, it's it's, you. it's 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 But it wasn't that close to my number one, so my number one is Dirty Harry. Well, Dirty Harry's my number three. Battles so that's going to win it unless... Okay. Battles Without yeah. Honor and Humanity is your two. Yeah. That's my seven. So Dirty Harry is the winner. And you know of what? I'm totally, picture. I'm totally okay with that because I think we had a lot of great movies. Like that was what was really tough about filling out all these awards. Is it uh, this season? We might have we we probably had some of the best movies we've ever covered on this podcast. It's up there. Yeah, up there. I mean, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which wasn't even up for best picture. Martin, which wasn't up for best picture. You know, Dirty Harry is a classic. Mothra vs. Godzilla is awesome. Deathstalker 2, one of the best B-movies ever made. Gone with the Pope, an incredible watching, uh, viewing experience, of course. A lot, a lot of quality <laughs> options here. Planet of the Apes is a classic. <laughs> I, I also want to say... Curse of the Mummy's Tomb, apparently, was one of the five best horror movies okay, we saw listen, this season. Even I wrote the wrong one down, okay? <laughs> yeah, I mean, whatever. I, uh, I also I want to say... For quotes, like I wanted to write down a bunch of quotes from Gone with the Pope, but they were either too racist or they didn't make any sense out of context. Yeah, I, I think like the, I think we had the best uh, Gone with the Pope quote in there. I know it's wonderful. Yeah, but yeah. Or like uh, for best scene, I wanted to do the fat lady in Gone with the Pope. Oh, that's the worst scene. That's the worst <laughs> scene we've ever done. That's worse than Elvis and the baby in GI Blues. I know. Yeah, when he's assaulting a baby. Yeah. But there were so there were so many good things to choose from. Or also best scene. I really like that Deadpool scene in um in uh, Cabin in the Woods, where where scene. where they're picking about how, like how the kids are gonna die, and he's like, oh, oh he's that's like, okay. You nominated that, and I had no idea what that meant. Deadpool. I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah. I should have. Oh, been it's where they're, where they're taking bets on who's gonna die from what what or okay, I see. Yeah, which I mean, uh, it didn't make it anyways. But yeah, I had no idea what you were talking about when you said when you nominated the, the Deadpool. What? It's by Ryan the Reynolds way, in Captain in the Woods. <laughs> yeah. 
by the way, I took a I took a screenshot of of that whiteboard, and I just want to read off some of these things. Oh, there's some fun ones, yeah. Snowman, dragon bat, vampires, dismemberment goblins, sugar plum fairy, merman, the reanimated, unicorn, the Huron. Yeah, we see the unicorn later in the movie. I know. Yeah, there's uh, dolls, Sasquatch slash Wendigo slash Yeti, zombie redneck torture family. Uh, giant twins, the scarecrow folk, and fuck, what's the? There's a couple of really good ones. There's uh, werewolf, alien, beast, mutants, wraiths, zombies, reptilius, <laughs> clowns, witches, sexy witches, <laughs> demons, hell lord, angry, molesting tree. <laughs> That's my favorite. And then there's a few more. There, oh, there's one named just Kevin, which is good. But angry molesting tree. I don't know what that means, but it's fantastic. No, it's. Uh, I assume it's a reference to Evil Dead because there's a tree that rapes someone in Evil Dead. What? The, the original <laughs> Evil Dead. What? No. What? Yeah, there's a the lady, the Bruce Campbell's sister runs, or maybe girlfriend. I don't remember. Runs out into the woods and she's like grabbed by a tree and it sticks a branch no. into her. No. Yeah. Um it's so that's I assume that's what that reference is. <laughs> great. That's great. Yeah, so that, that that has precedent. That is not a completely out of left field thing. It's a mostly <laughs> out of left field thing. <laughs> well, let's do a wrap up, I guess. Let let's let's hear all the winners from all the All right. Yes, all the of course. I let me go back to the beginning here. Our worst movie, The Dishonor, of course, went to The Angry Red Planet and it deserved it. Best stunts, Mad Max. Best quote, I know what you're thinking. Did he fire six shots or only five? Well, to tell you the truth, in all this excitement, I kind of lost track myself. But being this is a 44 Magnum, the most powerful handgun in the world, and would blow your head clean off, you've got to ask yourself one question. Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? From Dirty Harry. That was a great the longest quote, of course, but... uh, Happened. Best song, Django by Rocky Roberts and Luis Bakaloff from Django. Special effects went to the Lost World Jurassic Park. Hottest actress, Michelle Bauer from Puppet Master 3 to Lon's Revenge. Which I don't think we can be upset about that, really. M- Monique deserved better, but Michelle Bauer is my number two, so I can't complain. Uh, shout out to Charlie Spradling, though, under Yeah, absolutely. As I mentioned earlier. Also, like... Sharon Tate, I had her ranked pretty high. I think. Yeah, I you know I have her I have her as nine, and you know why? I, I didn't. I, I did not have my the urban legend girls nearly as high as you did. Well, Tara Reid, I probably had it kind of high, but like you, you nominated like three urban legend ladies, and I, like, I don't know if they all need to be here. <laughs> Best score, Jerry Goldsmith's score for Planet of the Apes. Best sequel, Death Stalker Two. Best multi-film star, Nicolas Cage from Face Off, The Rock, and Mandy. Best schlock movie, Deathstalker 2. <laughs> Best kill collection is The Cabin in the Woods. Best fantasy movie, Mothra vs. Godzilla. Best villain, The Terminator. Good villain. <laughs> Best comedy, our first tie, I think, Animal House and Deathstalker 2. Best Hero, Inspector Harry Callahan from Dirty Harry. Best Mystery slash Thriller Film, Dirty Harry. Best Scene, Dinner with Grandpa from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. (laughs) 
Best sci-fi movie, The Terminator. Best supporting actress, Patricia Arquette, A Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. Best action and adventure film, Another Tie, we have Dirty Harry and The Terminator. Best supporting actor, Another Tie, because Jim hates John Belushi for some reason. (laughs) Pete Poslethwaite for The Lost World Jurassic Park and Edward G. Robinson for Soylent Green. Yeah. (laughs) Best horror movie, Another Tie. We were doing well with not having ties, and then suddenly we went crazy here. (laughs) But The Blair Witch Project and Martin. Best Actress, Heather Donahue from The Blair Witch Project. Best Kill, of course, the mermaid kill from Cabin in the Woods. (laughs) R.I.P. Bradley Whitford. (laughs) Best Actor, of course, Nicolas Cage taking home his second award of the day. And Best Picture, Dirty Harry. So what a year. What a year it's been. Yeah, yeah. I think I think again, I think we watched a fantastic slew of awesome movies this season. Yeah, and you didn't even see the alligator people. No, I didn't, but I ranked Lon Chaney Jr. above uh above uh um Belushi. Yeah. <laughs> More like Belushi. Listen, listen, it's it's it, it, you're like, "Oh, yeah, Belushi's just high on cocaine." It's like, well, it's not like Lon Chaney wasn't drunk during the alligator people, though, to be fair. I mean, he probably was. I don't know. I figured uh, there's a bit more talking instead of, you know, putting like cream pie in your mouth and just spitting it out. No, he over does people. yell a lot in that movie, though. You you said John Belushi yells too much in Animal House. Huh? <laughs> that is Lon true. Chaney Jr. D- yells a lot. Doesn't John Belushi almost kill that poor girl by throwing a bottle in the, like the in like the party scene in their in their house? Oh, I mean, I don't know if that's actually him. I don't know, one, if you see in the movie who throws it, and two, I'm sure he wasn't actually the one that <laughs> threw it in, you know, in, in yeah, the reality of on set. Yeah. <laughs> so that is our season three awards and recap. We still need to come up with a name for these awards. We'll take suggestions. But meanwhile, we're going to take a bit of a break before our next season, but... Be sure to follow us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Revenge of the Drive-In. There we will continue to release commentary tracks on films that either we, you know, some films that we've featured on this podcast and, and many that we haven't as well. Check us out on Twitter at Drive-In Podcast. And check us out on YouTube because our YouTube channel, in addition to, as Jim mentioned, that video on the Blair Witch Project documentaries, which I believe is the only thing on YouTube that has not been released as a as part of the podcast, which maybe I will release it as a podcast episode now that we are taking a break, you know, just to mm-hmm. keep us out in the in the ether for people to follow. But um I mean mostly it's just well all of our episodes get posted to YouTube. I also take clips from them, you know, it's if you want if you don't want to listen to us prattle on for an hour and 45 minutes on the angry red planet and saw three you just want to hear what we have to say about the angry red planet i've got that as like a seven minute youtube video or whatever you know however long that discussion was so well and you know and i I just want to take a moment patrick to say thank you for all of your hard work and all of your dedication to this podcast anything that anybody sees or hears was essentially created by patrick all the youtube stuff all the uh, uh hey you Spotify made some stuff. of the early youtube stuff to i be, did to be I fair did. you did yeah and then i did although you never got me that season one You're recap right, I so i it's eventually just made it i know i, I eventually just made it myself <laughs> i noticed i felt so bad and then i almost i was I, waiting i almost put like a dislike 
on it. Uh, then I was like, oh, wait. I was like, YouTube removed the dislike button. Never mind. But <laughs> You're taking to Wait, did YouTube remove the dislike button? They did, button? yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I know. I was going to try to put it. I was going to try to dislike it. But <laughs> but yeah, no. So literally, if, if anybody out there likes our content, I think uh, you mostly have Patrick to thank for that. He's the he's the man behind the screen pulling all the cords and wires and, and hitting buttons. Pulled the string. But yeah, no, uh, but Jim, I want to thank you for, I know you've been super busy with other stuff. So thank you for obviously taking the time to do this when you get the chance. I also want to um, shout out to all of the guests that we had on this season. That's mm-hmm. my friend, Sean, uh, my friend, Josh Feck, of course, who was also featured on that Blair Witch YouTube doc- great. documentary you discussion. Feck. Cool dude. Yeah, he's the only one of these folks that I believe you've interacted with. And then also Jared, uh, he was on our the episode of the Delta Force and Young Rebels. As I mentioned, neither of those films were nominated for jack shit. So unfortunately, <laughs> he wasn't, at least by the movies, he wasn't on one of our better episodes. Although I do think that episode was pretty good. Um, and I think that's, oh, no. And of course, Kevin, who was on our Martin and Alligator People episode. So... Um, Kevin's someone I've known for a long time and he's like a he's a borderline expert on some of these like exploitation movie stuff that is really weird stuff he's all he's always someone that I can <laughs> I can't always talk to you about some of these things because you don't know what they are but yeah I shot him a message the other day I'm like hey have you seen any of these movies and he's like yeah he usually and he's has, like yeah dude so. all of them <laughs> yeah so yeah <laughs> So thanks for all of our guests. Thank you, Jim. And listen, our listeners, we wouldn't be here without you. I mean, we might be, but just know we'll be listening to us. So, um, yeah, thank you. It's been a pleasure. This was a lot of fun this season. It was, uh, and, and you know you know what we're going to figure out in this season, end of season break? What are we gonna figure out? Well, we're we're gonna we're gonna revamp a few things. I've already told you, Jim. The list yeah. that we select from is being completely stripped down, and and I'm starting from the from the top again. And, and I'm, that list is probably close to being done. So potential for a lot of a lot of the same kinds of movies, but a lot of different kinds of movies as well. And then also, we're gonna have to figure out. At least it's my goal to be better about. A more consistent schedule because we got away from it the last few months and it was my fault as well as yours we have both of ourselves my to blame. Fault, so yes. i'm gonna i'm gonna see what what i can do about that on my end certainly so because uh, we hope to continue to entertain you in the future yeah yeah i think that's true very true i agree <laughs>